God is good. All the time. All the time. I have more things on the table this morning because I love this book, don't you? You see my big name on it? Nobody can take mine, okay? I have a picture written on it everywhere. I love this thing. Uh, how has God been speaking to you this week? What are some things that God has been really speaking to you this week? One of the things that distinguishes our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ is that our God is God who speaks to us. It's not a religion, our God speaks to us. The question that not only this book is reminding us every day when you have devotions, how is God speaking to you? I'll just show you a little bit my, 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 my this week. A lot, a lot of all the things God has been sharing and mentioning a phrase came to me, I was praying, really hit me. At one of the Psalms I, was, I go through, I go through one Psalm a day, plus other things. And one of the Psalms it says, He visit the earth, God visit the earth, and causes to grow. And He greatly enriches. The phrase, God visit the earth, really hit me. Because this whole week last, Eight, eight days, nine days, one of our, one of our, one of our close friends, Pastor Shin has been talking, telling me, texting everybody about revival is happening in Georgia. Two, two places, but within a mark, I think one hour, hour and a half will drive up for each other. One place where this sounds really crazy, for about two years, this pastor's Bible began to leak oil. And since then, over hundreds, over hundreds of gallons of oil came out. And you know, and so, uh, and when they pray, and miracles happening, and people are getting healed, and all those, and they've been giving away these bottles of oil, twenty thousand oil you know, bottles, whatever. And that, and and as um, there was some report about that, and and uh, there was another church about about an hour and a half away, where this pastor had a vision about about a year and a couple of months ago, where he saw uh, he saw an empty baptistry. And then he had an eight-second vision. He saw filled water to the top, and on top of it was a fire going on. And and so they've been they've been asking, talking to God, and, and God, you know, they were they've been beginning to baptize people in the water. People get healed, and miracles happening. One of the stories that with the report came out with medical reporters, a woman who had fifty different cancer lesions in her body. Who was ready to go and go and you know, see a doctor a couple of days, whatever, and got baptized in the water, and next morning all the fifty lesions are all gone. And there are many, many stories like that where a girl who was in a suicidal thoughts, who had been cutting herself, did all kind of things, and came and got baptized. When she came out, and after I think first time this didn't happen when baptized four times when she came out. She's screaming because all the cut marks on the arms have disappeared. And then as she goes to the restroom to cook chain, and she's screaming again. People can't, what's going on? And she's been cutting her legs that all the marks are gone. Things like the miracles happening, apparently these two ministers got to, to, got to be together last Sunday. Pastor Shin drove out there and, 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 and talking about how you know, God is visiting and and different ways, and people are getting touched, and the miracles are happening. 
in the midst of that, I was, as I read that verse, God visit the earth. And I, 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 the thing is, when I look at that, it was really stirring, not only about that, but because God visited the earth through Jesus Christ. He came and visited the earth. He caused it to overflow. He richly blessed it through His coming. Anyway, so uh, how has God been speaking to you? I've been stirred, you know, and so I've been going, come on, I need to go and visit the place. And I've, some of, I've been texting some people, let's go and see. And because the only thing is, the church that baptized, I went to a Sunday night. It's a 10-hour drive. I can't admit a church to go down there. <laughs> Apparently, Pastor Shinwin was through the line, and there's so many people that have to send people away. And they were baptized on the 6 in the morning. Still, they were not done. They, they had an extra day, and they baptized people on Monday night. He got baptized on Monday night. Anyhow, anyhow, any things uh, everywhere, okay. This is not part of my message, okay. I'm sorry I spoke, spent five minutes on that. I began last uh, Sunday message really talking about how out of all the things apostles, disciples asked Jesus one, one request, teach us to pray. They didn't ask, teach us to preach. They didn't ask, teach us to miracle or teach us to raise, raise the dead. They asked, teach us to pray. Really speaks of how all of us feel inadequate when you pray. You feel like, am I praying okay? Am I praying right? Is this a good prayer? I don't know. I don't know if you have thought about that. I have. I've been, a, I've been in ministry since 1985, so many, many years, about 34 years already. Okay, is it working now? Okay, good. Second ring, okay? All right. This is what, what disciples ask. Lord, teach us to pray. But now I want to go and really, we are sort of focusing on, in some ways, on the, the prayer Jesus taught us, saying how we should pray. And in Matthew's version, it says, uh, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, I'm stuck at that two words, our Father in heaven. Let me just talk a little bit. Uh, I don't know about you, since I've been coming, to, growing in Christ, I'm learning about prayer. I remember my early days when I began to go to church. I didn't, I didn't, I was raised in a non-Christian home. My father was nominal Catholic never taught anything in the Bible or anything about God at home. And I remember when I, in college, began to uh, go to church, I began to be, uh, I was a Sunday school teacher already, but they didn't know how to pray. I still remember one time how we had a Bible studies, and you know, one of my friends, Hyung, old, an older brother from Hawaii, he would pray here. He was a, such a wonderful Christian. He would pray, his prayer was so beautiful. So, always sounds so spiritual, so good, and he always began by saying, "Father, our Father." I remember after a while, it bothered me that he can, he calls God Father. It bothered, and, and now I still think about think about it. See, I wasn't a Christian then. Me feeling I don't I don't cannot pray like that. I cannot call God Father. That was right because I wasn't Christian yet. You see, and I look back. 
Now, what, what, what I'm realizing is what was happening was really biblical. My, my, that young actually knew God well and he was praying, Our Father, He pardoned me. It took some time later until I came to know Jesus Christ. As a father, I can come call God a father. But you know, in those days, you know, because I was under scripture even before I was Christian, you know, I didn't know what is a good prayer because I was never modeled. What is a good prayer? What does a good prayer look like? If I do not know what I'm praying is good, then how do I know God will answer my prayers? How can I be confident in my prayer if I don't know this is okay to pray that way? I'm just talking about my journey of learning to pray. And what is a good prayer? Well, how do you pray confidently? I just need to know, I, I, mean, I watched all the videos for the lessons, finished already. So I know what he's going to talk about today's second week video. I loved it. The first two minutes was so good. Some of you already had the second session yesterday. You know what I'm talking about. It was so good. And I'll, you have to go into a group to figure that out. Okay? I don't want to spoil it. But our Father, our confidence in prayer, it does not come because I pray right. Or I have some right to pray. But my confidence in, is in God. How great and awesome God is. Today what I want to do is really go through some of the scriptures. Talk about what's a good prayer. How do you pray confidently? And some basics of prayer. Amen? Amen. Okay, let me pray. Father, God, I come to you not as a strange God, not as just a creator, savior God, but I come, we come to you as our <coughs> heavenly Father. Our Father in heaven who loves us, who delights in us, who loves to bless us, who loves to be near us. Oh, Father, we come to you today. We come and worship you, we surrender, and we behold you and give you glory today. As you, as you come even now, Father, as you come to your word, I ask you to speak to us, even through the words. Speak to us through your spirit. Your word is life unto us, God speak. And even use me as an instrument. Let our ears be open to hear you. So we want to see you, know you, embrace you again. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen. Let me skip some of the things. The title of today's message is The Foundations of Prayer. Today's text uh, what I wanted to do is, uh, you know, I mentioned this last Sunday, my messages on this 40 days will be focused. I'll take some great prayers in the Bible and, uh, and also talk about some of the truth about the prayer. So last we talked about Hannah. And I tell you, I, you know, I know it will be a good message when I get blessed preparing it. It was a, I love last Sunday's message even before I shared with you. Today we want to look at two prayers in Luke 18, 10 through 14. There is a, there is a prayer parable of two prayers of people are praying and their prayers. I want to look at it a little bit. We want to slow down and think about it a little bit. I look at this prayer. 
Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Jesus telling the people who are gathered, telling them about prayer. And now I want you to think about it. People are listening. One guy is a Pharisee, he's a religious, very religious person who is following the Bible. He is, he is, he is a good, solid, solid religious person, leader. And tax collector was a traitor. He was working for the Roman Empire, which is oppressing God's people, Israel. And he is, they are not only taking tax, it's a job, they are fleecing people to not only pay the tax, but also make them rich. One is respected, the other is hated. These two people, Jesus uses two people as an example of prayer. The Pharisee stood and was praying this to what is that? I love this. I didn't see this. Look at this. Pharisee stood and was praying. To who? To himself. God, I thank you that I am not like the other people. Swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithe all that I get. God, I honor you with my money. And I even fast. I am devoted to you. What was he doing? He was praying to himself, he says. Jesus, isn't that funny? And, and, and look at what the other guy says. But, but the tax collector, standing some distance away, he couldn't even go into, doesn't even go into synagogue. He's standing far away. Was even unwilling to lift up his head, eyes to heaven. And but but was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. Who do you think had a good prayer? Who is the better person, person who prayed a better prayer? Think about it. Jesus is giving a parable story. You think the Pharisee knows the Bible who try to live by the Bible, his prayer should be a good prayer. He thanked God. Here, the other guy, the tax collector, he's living a horrible life. His prayer was not much. Be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. But, what you know what Jesus says? I tell you, this man went to his house. Who's rich man? Tax collector. Justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But he who humbled himself, humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus teaching about prayer, about good prayer. Often we think good prayer is what good prayer is prayer that says the right things, right ways. We think that. Right? And good prayer, you know, and we, people love to quote things, read all kinds of things. I remember even me learning about prayer. And after a while, somebody prays, it's good. I take a note. There's a nice phrase. I, I, I use that phrase. <coughs> Where did you learn to pray? As you receive this food, we nourish our body. Where did you learn to pray like that? Somebody else. Right? I often, and this is how I learn to pray. I listen to somebody's prayer. Sounds really good. Sounds holy. I'll put mental, mental memory and put it this, I use it somewhere. So I would look good. 
You know what I'm talking. You know what you, you did that too. We all had to do that. You know, even even when you pray, Holy God, how we have to say? We think we think we have to pray certain way, certain tone to make a prayer. I remember uh, I'm going up the nose here. You know, you know, one of the pet peeves about prayer. Some people pray. Father, Lord, God, Jesus, they call everybody a whole trinity. Father, Lord, God, Jesus. Where, where, where's Holy Spirit? You know, and we, we, we say that, and we, we repeat things over. Not just amen, but, but just, just, just to this. We come just to say I love you. You know, you know what I'm talking about. We have things that in our prayer, we pray. Now look at this, what she's just saying. See, we are talking about some foundation of prayer here. What makes a good prayer? What is... Uh, how can you pray confidently before God? And there are some wrong views about prayer, isn't it? Just think about this. I have no PowerPoint for this. Sometimes we pray like prayer is a magic wand. Like the... Uh, uh, Harry Potter, right? Like want some, and what I will change. Often we pray like if we pray, somehow some somehow things will go away. Or sometimes we, we pray, we uh, we pray as if prayer is a fire extinguisher. When something bad happens, take break it when it's in emergency, right? And then <laughs> lost a job, <laughs> hurricane is coming. We often practice prayer like that, our emergency, a last resort, not the first choice, is it? How often we, our prayer is like a wrestling match, a tug of war with God. We think, if I wrestle with God, if I bother God long enough, He'll give me what I want. He'll get tired. Fine, fine, you, you can have what you want. I don't know whether your parents are like this. Mom, come on. Mom, come on! I, I, I bet he's easier to dad, dad, you bothered long enough. Fine, you can do it. You know, it never works on my wife though. When my wife says, no, you ask more, it'll be more no. Never yes. But some of us think prayer is a wrestling with God. If I wrestle, 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 and even if he doesn't want to, then fine, you can have it. Don't you practice prayer like that? Another thing, sometimes you. I, I was taught in this way. Uh, sometimes prayer is like a relief. And in some traditions, when you do something wrong, you confess your sin, and you are told to recite certain prayers so many times, so that you, you know, your sins will be forgiven. You know, you know what I mean. Sometimes prayer is not to relieve your guilt. It is not. But sometimes we do that. Now I want to just talk about. There are probably there are more, but four basic foundation of truth about prayer. This is not kind of quite basic, but this is the foundation for every prayer, whether it's deep or very early stage of prayer. This is foundation. Number one, God loves for me to talk to Him about everything. I said, God loves to. Loves for me to talk to him about everything. God loves to talk to. God loves me to talk to him. I don't know. 
This is important truth that God not only answers our prayers, He loves us talking to Him, praying to Him. In some ways, prayer is a, like language where a baby learns to talk, right? You know, have you seen your baby Henry when? Tomorrow he'll say, this is a winter of my discontent. Of course not. <laughs> they don't even make noise in the beginning. <laughs> and that's why maybe da, da, something, hopefully they will say da da first and mama, right? You know, all the daddy's wish. Ma, they will say mama first and daddy. But often in the beginning when babies learn to talk, they, they don't make sense. But how do you learn to talk? By hearing, listening. They try to make some noise. And then parents are happy even if you just make a noise. They're happy. If some kind of syllable comes, oh, I think she said, Mama, really? I didn't hear anything. But, you know, somehow we, and as God, you learn to talk, put words together. And every parent loves hearing that baby talk. You don't say, oh, you are not making no sense. Don't talk to me. No, it doesn't matter how you talk. You love your baby talking. You see, God loves us talking to Him even when we don't make sense. Right? That's our God. How much more are we our parents do that? And the thing is, the fact you come and talk. Sometimes we get older. We don't talk to our parents. We don't want to talk to our parents. I'm not talking to you. I know you guys are the <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. But the parent loves to talk, hear you talk to them. I tell you, you know, one of the joys I had lately, I love all my daughters, but Abby is lately, you know, she's been very fun to be with. You know, and she's an English major, so she and, she and I will talk about a lot of theological things. She'll give me a good feedback, and she'll give me a good critique of my messages. You know what I mean? And so we get to talk about things. God loves that we talk to Him about everything, not just important in everything. I want my daughters to talk to me about who they want to date, who they want to meet, what, what, they, want, what they eat. Now, I've learned most about good food in Olympic City from Amy. <laughs> Amy tells you only good food where to go eat. You know, you know, we, God loves for us to talk to Him about everything because He, I mean, guess who gave you those desires you have? God gave them to you. And the thing is, she cares about everything about us. Every part of us, He knows everything about us. First, we, we can come and pray because He loves for us to come and talk to Him about everything. Look at this verse. Uh, Proverbs 15:8. The Lord is disgusted by gifts from the wicked, but it makes Him happy when His people pray. It makes Him happy when His people pray. Have you thought about that? He, it makes him happy when you talk to him. Look at this, 1 John chapter 5, verse uh, 14 and 15. Great promise. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our request, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. If we know He, we know He hears our prayers. If we know He hears our prayers, we know He answers our prayers. 
we can come because He loves to hear our prayers. Because here prayer is conversation more than anything else. It's about dialogue. It's about relationship, isn't it? Second, the second truth is God listens to prayers that are sincere and simple. Like that, the parable of two prayers, right? And, and where it's not what you say, how much you say, it is your heart, sincere heart. Uh, let me see. Um, if you look at Matthew 5, 6, 5 through 8, right before Jesus tells, teaches how to pray the Lord's Prayer, he says something about prayer here. Let me read. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly. You love to pray public on street corners and in the synagogues where everybody can see them. I tell you the truth. This, that, that is all the reward that we ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in, in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. Do not pray to be seen by people. Do not pray to show off. Right? Look at what it says. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. Don't talk and talk and talk. Some people, when you talk, say the same thing ten different ways. As if you pray longer is better. Longer is not stronger, okay? That's good, right? Louder is not more passionate. I used to think, you know, I'm a, you know I was learning as, as a prayer as a Korean pastor. And you know, Koreans, you know, trademark, you scream and yell, you pound the table and scream. And you lose your voice. That's why my voice is like this, because I used to do this a lot before. You know, and, and, and I remember one time we were having prayer meeting, Pastor Mimi remembers, when she was in youth group, you know, and Friday night prayer meeting, we, after about, after about one hour praise, one hour message, we are praying for an hour, we turned the lights up, yes, praying, ah, and in the midst of it, God says, why are you screaming? I'm not dead. Why are you screaming? Sometimes we think love means more passionate. Sometimes we think if I cry, it's more passionate. It may be if you're crying because you're so passionate about and honest about your praying, but don't try to make yourself sound like you're crying. Yeah. The, you, know, you know, sometimes you try to make you sound like you're crying. <laughs> so that somebody looks Passionate is not. Crying is not passionate. That's why passionate louder is not necessarily more passionate. Longer is not stronger. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. If I say over and over and over again, long prayers got you an answer. Don't be like them. For your heavenly Father knows exactly what you need. Even before you ask Him. The good prayer is honest, sincere from your heart, from the depth of your being. It doesn't have to be long. It can be simple. It can be long, but it doesn't have to be long. It can be simple prayers. The really whole point of a prayer is that honest. Don't be like somebody else. I'll be very honest. I've been in ministry, in part-time, full-time for now 34 years. I don't know how often, you know, I, I have many excuses, but how often I struggle with that. 
How should a pastor behave? How should pastor pray often? Whether they're being honest before God. How should I as a pastor look like the people? How should I do things? So if I'm, I cannot be honest often. God, I, only, I, I need to be honest before you. I want to come on, honestly. When the times when I really, really genuinely prayed was when I was honest before God. God, this is what I am. This is what I am. God, I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm jealous. It's okay. This is what Psalm, whole Psalm is about 150 Psalm. You see there, David and other Psalmists say, God, I hate these people. Will you kill them? And they are honest before God. You know why? Because, you know, because our God knows what is best for us. I mean, he, in, he knows how to interpret us. Even though when it's God, I wish you can kill them. He understands, oh, you hate them that much, you are angry at them that much, you are not really asking me to kill them. God understands. The God answers us because He knows us best. He interprets our prayers in the right way, knows us well. Good prayer, the prayer is really, God listens to prayers as sincere of heart, right? And simple, this is what in bottom line, this is what it says, Hebrews chapter 10, 22. Let us go right into the presence of God. With what? With sincere heart. Fully trusting Him. You come to God in sincere heart. Pray, can, you can be honest. Best prayers when you're honest before God. When you're sincere from, you're from the bad bottom of your heart, when it comes out, that's a good prayer. Amen? Amen. Third thing, God likes to show His grace by answering, his, answering our prayers. I didn't just say God answers our prayers. He likes showing His grace by answering our prayers. I, mean, I tell you, this, this, literally I'm quoting somebody right here. I'm really quoting uh, Rick Warren, but I like the way he put it. God likes to show His grace. You see, all God's answers shows God's grace. You know, grace is unmerited favor. It is a gift. I didn't earn it. God shows His grace by answering our prayers. You see, remember the, the two pair of two prayers? The first, the Pharisee thought God would answer his prayer because he's righteous, because he's religious, because he does the right things, because he's good. Those are bad prayers because we have nothing on our own that can really earn God's answer. It's grace. And the other guy said, God, I'm a sinner. I don't deserve anything, but I need you. Have mercy on me. It's honest. God answers their prayer. God likes to show His grace by answering prayers. When, when God shows His grace when He says yes to our request, even when He said no to our request, right? Even when He said no to our request, He shows His grace to us. Because He's a good, good Father. There are, they, they say there are four answers God answers God gives to prayer. Yes. Number two, no. Number three, wait. Number four, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sometimes our prayers are ridiculous. I don't need to part of answer that. Even in all those, God shows His grace. 
Right? He shows good, good father. He loves and suffers. Look to what he says sometimes. Jeremiah 33. I love this promise. I love, you know, when I memorize verses, when I remember verses, the numbers are easy. 33.3. Oh, that's Jeremiah 33. So, you know, I easy to memorize. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you marvelous and wonderful things that you could never figure out on your own. Some of God's answer is giving you better perspective. I ask for this thing. God gives you a better perspective. And realize that's not really what I want. Sometimes God says, I give you a better perspective. Where what you're asking is stupid. You don't want to ask that in You know what I mean. God answers us. In, in all those, in answer, he shows his grace. Even no is a good answer. But think about who, what good parent gives everything the kid wants? What good, what good parent gave everything the kids want? Nobody. No, nobody. You cannot give everything what the kid wants for many, many good reasons. Sometimes because they don't, they don't. Is that good for them? Sometimes it's because it's harmful for them. Sometimes it is not appropriate for them. They don't know what they're asking. How much more God, when God says no, often, often that is a good answer from God. When God said wait, it's a good answer from God. Because you need to wait. You don't, you're, you're not ready yet. And God said, you must be kidding me. You're stupid. <laughs> anyway. Look at this, right? And, I mean, I love this verse. So if you, sinful people, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more you have in your father. Give good gifts to those who ask him. He's a good father. Who wants to, who wants to give you good gifts? Isn't that true? You see, God loves that we come and talk to him about everything. Secondly, he... Uh, what was the second one? Sincere and simple. Yeah. He listened to prayers as sincere and simple. Right? Third, he likes to show his grace by answering our prayers. See, he loves to give us good gifts. Even when we ask stupid things, in his love give us good things. That's our God. Amen? Amen. I like this. God gives you only what is good. But vending machine may give you bad things. God is not a vending machine. God is not a genie in the body. You rub it, and, you know, and voila, you know, your wish is my, my command. Whatever. That's not our God. People think God is a you know, genie in the body or some you know, vending machine. If I pray enough, if I keep offering to the church a few times, ding, voila, I'll come up whatever I want. No. God is a person. God, our Father, knows what is good for us. That's not how prayer works. That's not what prayer is. Vending machine may give you things bad. Our God doesn't. I love this. James chapter 4, verse 2. And God said, you have not because you ask not. When you go to heaven, you'll find that there will be a, there will be a list of things which you have missed out in your life because you have never asked. Because the things in this world, 
God said, I'll give it to you when you, when you, when you ask. And so, so many, I bet when you go to heaven, there'll be a list of the things I missed out in life because I didn't get to ask. Definitely. This we know as a school teacher. The good students are those who ask good questions, right? Don't ask questions of the kids, good students. Not, the, not those who ask dumb questions. Those the that's not even worth entertaining. But asking right questions helps you grow. Prayer, talking to God, and asking. God laid a lot of his secrets, a lot of his promises in that really hidden in that prayer. Answer to prayer. Fourth, this is probably the most important truth. This is where I went under the stump. Very important, okay? I don't know how, how... This is so good, important. Number four, God longs to be near you. God longs to be near you. You see, prayer is a love language. The prayer is about being near to God. It's more than answering, more than the giving what you want, getting what I want. It is God's invitation for you to come and be close to Him. Look at, you know, this was our, one of the verses I got for this year. Isaiah 30 verse 20 was where He says, Your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left, a couple of verses right before the context, God says, Therefore the God, the Lord God, longs to be gracious to you. And therefore he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are all those who long for him. God longs to draw near. God longs for you to come and, for you to come and talk to him. Let's see. You know, my, my, I, I don't have these issues, but my daughters are amazing. But some parents, you know, and we may be children to parents, but some parents, we wish our kids would come and talk to us. Some of them don't talk to us. They won't talk to us. And, you know, you long to spend, get to know your kid and spend time with your kid. You know, most of us are young enough. You know, you may be, you may be reversed. Somehow you don't, you don't want to talk to your parents. You don't want to talk. You, you choose not to. But there is longing to communicate. Our God longs to be gracious to us. Look at what Hosea 6, 6 says. I don't want your sacrifice. I want your love. I don't want your offering. I want you to know me. God desires not just that we do religious things. What God desires, I want you to love you. I want you to do a closer to me. You see, prayer really is God. Is God to come and ask me anything you want? I'll give you. His all invitations are there because He longs to be close to us. Longs to be close to us. That's what prayer is. End of the day. You see, God. You know, the all four truth right about foundation is God loves it. When you come and talk to him about anything, right? And God listens to prayers as sincere of a heart and simple. God likes to show his grace by answering our prayers. But most of all, this is God longs to be close to us. That's why this is the basis of any prayer. This, if you know this, 
Why wouldn't I? And guys, I want you to come and talk to me. That's not, and you said, you said that's nice. I don't, have, I don't have time for it. That's great, but I don't have time for it. I don't want it. You know, and how painful it is to God. He is in, I want you to draw near to spend time with me. Be near me. I don't know why this thought, thought came to me. A stupid thought came to me. I don't know what was in my head a long time ago. You know, I guess, I, talk, I remember there was a time, there was a girl who liked me. First time in my life, some girl liked me. Always, and I was always having a crush on girls, and first time this girl liked me, and, you know, and this girl apparently wrote, uh, and she came to church on Sunday, her eyes are puffy. She gave me a letter. She said, the night before she had, a, she had a dream, in the dream I died, in the dream she woke up crying. And she wrote, had a courage to write a letter to me, gave me a letter. And first time I got a letter from a girl. That, that, that's not my wife, just people I met her. Anyway, and what do I do with this? I talked to my mom, mom, what do I do with this? Yeah, Pastor Hey, My mom is a poet, she published about 10 books of poetry. She wrote a poem for me to give to her. And she fell in love with me. She became my first girlfriend. What I'm getting at is, you know, I think, I think, I think my mom enjoyed the fact that I can't talk about anything. You know, and you know, and she, and so I was saying, you know, I want, I want, we having a relationship and, and talking to her, and she, she was helping me. I don't know why, why I mentioned. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you can raise that enough. <laughs> but the thing is, our God longs to be close to us. This is why His name is Emmanuel, God who is with us. God visits our earth, us, so He can cause it to overflow. That's our God. God longs to be close to us. When I found uh, this is one of my, my one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, one of my favorite verses, you know, and John 15, 15, 15 and 16. I do not call you servants any longer, instead I call you friends. You see, our God is not a God just out there, create out. No, God wants a God has got a relationship. He wants to be close to you. He's our father. He wants to be our friend. He's our friend. I found next verse. I literally wept. I didn't, I didn't know this verse ever existed. In Job 29.4, Job says, I was in the prime of life. God Almighty, powerful, was my closest friend. God was my closest friend. I didn't, I didn't know there was a Bible verse like that. Is God your friend? Is God your closest friend? I read the verse, God. I realize a deep longing in me. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe some, some of it due to the way I grew up. My mom and dad, because of that background, didn't know how to be intimate with anyone. They were not good at forcing our family to really be close to each other. We became very independent. And I feel like always we deficient in relationships. And, God, and, and, and so when it, when I come to persons like God said, I'm your friend. It just, I just undone me. I'm undone. 
one of my still most most meaningful, most wonderful poems I ever heard was about maybe about uh, about 16 years ago. One of the old ladies in our church, she was in 90, and she passed away. She was in 90. I remember even that when she was in maybe in the 80s. I remember a number of years years ago. I remember uh, some lady, old lady in our church, passed away because uh, uh, she forgot to take up uh, um, diabetes medicine and she went she went into coma, and and she passed away. And we were after the funeral, we were at the family's home, and this old lady began to pray. Father, she just said, Father God. But when she said, Father God, just simply that word, I knew. For her, God was Father. I mean, she wasn't just saying Father. She, I knew in my spirit that she knew God as a Father, real, real Father. I remember I was undone. Just, just thinking about that I was undone. Do you know God as your Father? Not as a category or not. Do you really know God as a Father? I'm telling you, I'll be very honest. I'm still learning on this because my experience of my dad was just you know, not complete at all. I'm still learning what it means to be a dad, have a father. I'm still learning what it means to be a father. I'm learning. But our God longs to be in relationship with you. It's about relationship, isn't it? It's about relationship. <coughs> Look at this verse. Friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence him, who worship him, who take time to be near him. With them alone, he shares the secrets of his promise. Friendship with God. The prayer is invitation to draw near to God. So how do I get close to God? Desire it. Secondly, make time for it. Desire it, make time for it. So, you know, these 40 days we are in, we are really learning to communicate with God, growing in our conversation with God. These four foundations will be pillar in our life in prayer, our prayer life. The fact that He loves to hear our, us talk to Him about anything. He, listen, he listens to prayers as simple and sincere heart. Doesn't have to be long, no faith, just honest. And he loves to, likes to show his grace by answering our, our prayers. And he longs to be, this is why we are able to come and pray. Because he longs to be near us. Come, be near. That's the prayer. Can a priest come? The, the song is sent us at the end. I, I like the song. As the person is getting ready, this 40 days we are in, I want you to see it as a program we are going through. Make it time for you to learn to talk to God, to near to God. Restore your foundations in prayer. Restart your prayer life with God. Learn to talk to Him. Be honest. God, why did you why don't you help me? God, I'm confused. God, why are you can be honest to God and talk to God about it. And we learn to be um, 
We all learn to throw in here. We'll find it all up with prayer. We'll find all it's getting close to God. You see, number one aspect of communication is I am assertive enough to let the other person know how I feel and what I want. That's good communication. First step of communication is I get to share how I feel and what I want clearly to you. To you. That's prayer. That's God. I tell God honest how I feel and what I want. And then you also listen to God actively. I let God know I heard you. But now then, let's join here. Let's go stand.